play this for your service team. Yes, I'm serious. If you want to increase sales in your restaurant, play this for your service team. Hello, waiters and restaurant professionals. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the food guru, and I want to talk to you about the psychology of selling in your restaurant at the table. My goal is to help you and your boss earn more money, achieve financial freedom, and live a better life. And I'm going to start with a question for you, the waiter, the server, or server assistant. What percentage of all the sales in your restaurant do you think the owner takes home as profit? Seriously, this is not a trick question. Here's another way to pose the question. If we take in $100, how much of that money does the owner get to keep? Now, restaurant owner or manager, if you're playing this for your people, please stop now and ask each of your people to pick a percentage. You might even write the answers down on a piece of paper, and I'm sure you're gonna find these answers interesting and enlightening. Okay, you ready? Here are the real answers. 80% of all the restaurants in America lose money and go out of business in the first five years. This means that the owner put up every penny they had to open the restaurant and they borrowed every cent they could get from their friends, their family, and then they borrowed every nickel the bank would give them and they also had to put up their house as collateral. That means if the restaurant goes out of business, they will lose every friend they ever had, plus their house, and their family will secretly hate them forever. So now you know why the boss gets a little weird sometimes. He's bet his entire life on this restaurant, and because he really wants and needs to succeed. Wow, right? Okay, 14% of all restaurants in America earn less than 5%. That's less than a nickel off a, nickel off a dollar. 5% of all restaurants earn a 10% profit and only 1% do better than that. The truth is that the restaurant business is very, very challenging business with serious consequences. Now here's the fun part. You as the waiter or salesperson have a chance to earn a gratuity or a tip, a commission of 10 to 20% at every table you, s you serve from now on, if you know what you're doing. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm here. My goal is to help your boss stay alive and keep his or her restaurant open. And we're going to do this by increasing sales. So let's dive right in. We have two ways to sell. Marketing and sales. Marketing is the air campaign that gets a customer to the door. This is with stuff like advertising, TV, radio, newspaper, maybe billboards. This is also social media like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Here's a funny thing about advertising and social media. It doesn't work. And there's also no marketing technique on earth that can save a lousy restaurant. But do you know what does work? Positive word of mouth from happy customers. Did you know that you're the face of your restaurant? It's true. You are the one who has direct contact with the customers and your performance has a direct effect on the success or failure of your restaurant. Think about this. When you go out to dinner and it sucks, how many people do you tell? Well, you tell everybody you know, right? Well, so do your customers. Here's some numbers to think about. The average person tells 10 people. Those people tell five people and those people tell two people each. That's 100 people. But remember the person who you went out to dinner with who also shared that not-so-stellar dining experience? Well, they're also going to tell people. Another 100 people to be exact. Wow, that's 200 people from one bad experience. 
Now, let's imagine that this bad experience happens five times every week, which is not too hard to imagine if you think about all the stuff that can go wrong every day. So that's 100 people times the two people equals, a four, equals 200 people. Now we'll multiply that times five days a week times 52 weeks a year. And that equals 52,000 people. Now let's multiply that times the average check. Let's say our average check is 20 bucks. We have the potential to lose $1,040,000 in sales. Wow. Now, let's imagine this goes the other way and we have a positive experience going out into the world. Well, the same thing's going to happen. We're going to see a $1 million sales explosion. Now I want you to think about that $1 million sales explosion and I want you to imagine the 20% gratuity or tip that that will generate. That's $200,000 in the pockets of the waiters and servers who are sitting right here in this room listening to this podcast. Wow. Now, ladies and gentlemen, because I am the food guru, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, what do I got to do to get my hands on some of that cash? Well, here are some really good ideas to help you get there. So please pay attention and don't be afraid to take a couple notes because your restaurant and your success really depends on it. Sales is the ground game. The one-on-one -on -one selling that happens inside the restaurant at the table by you, the professional waiter. So, it's showtime, ladies and gentlemen. The first thing we do is set the stage. That means the place must be clean and smell nice. The lighting and the music must be at the right place and set the right tone. The cast and the crew must be in uniform, poised, ready, and focused. Now, I recently went to a Diana Ross concert, and you know what? She is a star, and she is in show business, and so is Elton John. Think about the Super Bowl. Think about the show they put on every year. Think about the WWF and the show they put on every night. What about your place? Are you putting on a show, or are you just going through the motions? Are you wearing a clean, crisp uniform and using sales props? Or is this a, just a J-O-B? See, the show starts by reading your table. Who are they and why are they here? Is this a hot date or a family having dinner? Or is this two businessmen on a corporate account? It starts with your welcome. I'm talking about a warm smile and genuine hospitality. Service is bringing them a beer and a burger. Hospitality is about making them feel welcome, special, and important. The first question is, have you ever been here before? Because this question will help you guide them in the best direction for them. Remember, you're here to serve them, not the other way around. The second thing you must do is control the table and build rapport and trust. You're in charge of the table. It's your job to direct and orchestrate the experience. Great waiters are humble, smart, and persuasive. When you approach the table, you should be one degree above their level of energy. If their energy is at a five, you should be at a six. If their energy is at a seven, you should be at an eight. If their energy is at an eight and you're at a five, you're a mouse and you will become dead meat. But remember this, if their energy is at a five and you come in as a nine, you're going to scare the crap out of them and you're going to freak them out and you're not going to build rapport or trust. Okay, the next thing we got to do is we got to inform, educate, and guide. This is a three-part play. You're the brand ambassador. Remember to represent the restaurant. Talk up the brand. Who are we and what are we great at? Know your products inside out. Never have to say, I don't know, let me go find out. You must guide them. 
Now imagine your mother or some very important person comes into your restaurant. You would want them to have the best possible experience, right? Well now, let's switch gears and change things up a bit. I want you to think of your customers as a combination of guest, client, and patient. A client is someone you guide and protect, a person under your care. A patient is someone that the medical profession nurtures and brings back to health. Now let's supersize this idea. I believe we have a moral obligation to ensure that our clients, guests, and customers get the best dining experience possible, and anything short of our best effort is unacceptable. When you see the customer as a valued and honored guest, and when you want them to have the very best experience, everything changes. You stop trying to sell and upsell them, and you start designing the very best experience you can for them. It isn't a matter of if they want an appetizer or starter. Of course they want an appetizer or starter. Of course they want a second drink, don't you? Of course they want dessert. How could you not want to share a piece of Olivia's fabulous cheesecake? Of course they want an after-dinner cappuccino with a shot of Frangelico. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants to live a little and enjoy a great night out with a few small indulgences. Your job is to inform and educate the customer, and you will do that by knowing your stuff and guiding them through the process. Ask if they've ever been here and teach them how we do things here. Know what the fish of the day. Know what pilsner, lager, ale, and stout you have on tap. If you work in a steakhouse, know the difference between a spinalis and a flat iron steak. When they ask you a question, you better know the answer. Otherwise, they're going to assume you're just an order taker and you're going to lose control. And they will never listen to another suggestion you make from that point on. Whoops. Your knowledge and skill will tell the guest you know what you're talking about. And this will come in handy when it's time to recommend dessert. All you do is simply guide and suggest. Present the drink menu and point out where the beer, wine, and specialty cocktails are. Present the dinner menu and point out the appetizers and great steaks and sides and salads and make a few recommendations so they don't have to chase you down later with a bunch of questions. Never be a pushy car salesman. Here's an idea. Imagine someone you love comes in for dinner and everything is free. Just take the money out of the equation. Now, what would you recommend? Well, that's what you should do starting now for every table going forward. Be available. Stay out of the side station in the kitchen unless you have a purpose there. Hang out with your customers. They're the ones who are paying your commission. That's right. Start thinking of yourself as a commissioned salesperson. Oh, I know what you're saying. But food guru, you don't understand. My people are cheap. Well, another way to put this is, what do we do about cheap people? Well, the answer is, they're not cheap. They just don't trust you. They don't trust you because you've not built trust and rapport with them. Next question is, why am I having such a hard time selling? How do I get them to buy? Well, the truth is, when all things are created equal, we buy from people we like. And even when things are not quite equal, we still buy from people we like. And I learned this from my little wiener dog named Toots. Toots loves everybody, and everybody loved Toots. When it comes to tipping, the same thing really holds true. When you get a lousy tip, it's because they didn't like you. Uh-oh. Ouch. That's right. And when you get a big tip, it's because they actually liked you. The fact is, if you like me, I like you. If you ignore me and don't like me, I don't like you, and your tip will reflect it. 
Yes, this is personal, very personal. We are in the relationship business. Our job is to make friends and build good, positive relationships. When we do this, we get rich. When we dislike and distrust people, they dislike and distrust us, plain and simple. So here's how you increase sales in your restaurant, at your station, and earn more money than ever before. Number one, qualify the buyer. Be sure what you're selling is the right thing for them. Number two, build rapport and trust by guiding and making intelligent suggestions. Number three, inform and educate the customer about the products and services you offer. Number four is to get them to say yes by doing the above, number one, two, and three. You have a moral obligation to your employer, your customer, and your family to do your absolute best to deliver a first-class dining experience to every single table that you serve. It is your duty to guide them through an excellent dining experience, one customer and one table at a time, for as long as you wear that apron. The best way to do this is imagine that the most important person in the world came to your table and treat them like a thou instead of an it. Imagine there's no such thing as money and orchestrate the best dining experience possible. And in conclusion, it is vital that you do all this with an attitude of gratitude. Never make them feel lucky they got into your restaurant or your section on a busy Saturday night. Always convey that it is you who is lucky and honored to be serving them. My name is Peter Harmon. I am the food guru. My goal is to start a restaurant revolution where every restaurant owner and manager who guides us and joins us has the information they need to earn a 10% profit and create financial freedom and live the life of their dreams. If you really want to turn your restaurant and your life around in the next 90 days, here's my three-step plan. Subscribe to this podcast. This weekly pep talk will keep you on your toes and give you inspiration to keep moving forward. Number two, buy my book. I've written a book called Restauranting 101 and it focuses on eight basic fundamentals. It has the power to change your life and as luck would have it, it's available on Amazon today. This book will catapult your knowledge into the top 5% of all restaurant owners and managers. And then after that, I want you to come to foodguru.com and sign up for a one-on-one coaching. Face it, we all need a coach. And as a restaurant owner, you need someone to talk to. Someone who understands your struggles and can hold you accountable for results. I want to be your coach. The goal of one-on-one coaching is to help you achieve the life of your dreams. When the student is ready, the food guru will appear. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.